Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Podcast Handstand, the gymnastics podcast solely dedicated to the recreational gymnastics world. I am your host, JR, and it is Friday, February 9th. Last week, I took off for a much-needed arrest week, but we're back. And starting next week, we'll be back on our regular schedule of dropping new episodes every Wednesday. We're going to start off today talking about how to build a strong preschool gymnastics program. Who is creating the curriculum for your preschool classes, the stations that you're setting up, who's coaching these classes, and then how are you testing? How are you able to actually see whether or not the programming is successful? I personally believe that coaches who are teaching preschool gymnastics should be very educated and they should have a lot of experience, particularly with young kids in the age range of three to five years old. I think a lot of gyms make the mistake of putting those younger coaches, newer coaches, less experienced coaches in those preschool classes because they believe that the skill level is low. So those coaches who don't have as much experience can learn by coaching the preschool classes. But in reality, you really need somebody who is experienced, experienced not only with gymnastics, with a preschool skills, but also with higher level skills, knowing where these skills are going to lead, but also for those coaches who developed the ability to work with young kids. It's very, very specific, that three to five, three to six-year-old range. Developmentally, they need something just a little bit different. And if you are not experienced, those little ones can eat you alive and the parents are really going to see that you don't have the experience. So I'm really encouraging everybody out there that if you are an owner and you're listening to this, you're really making an effort to invest in good, strong coaches, pay them well, and get those good coaches in to teach those preschool classes because that can be the feeder program for all of your other programs in your gym. And if you have a well-run gym and you have a competitive team, those preschool-aged kids should be the kids that you're looking at and you're working to train to potentially move into those team spots. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go along. We're going to first start off with who is developing your preschool curriculum. It's really important that whoever is building your curriculum has experience, again, working with this age group and knows the things that they need to be working at at their level. So setting a very specific list of skills on each event, got bars, beam, floor, we got vault or some kind of motor skill station. And we have to remember that at this level, boys and girls are going to be together. So I always will have the boys and girls on the balance beam because at that age, it's great for them to be on the beam, working their balance and their motor skills, as well as just getting used to being up a little bit higher. And it's fun walking on the beams, doing all kinds of little things that can get them used to balancing on one leg, getting down on their hands and feet, different level changes. But I also will have girls be on P-bars. You know, we set up stations for them to kind of do like a ninja course where they're working on hanging and then kind of shimming across. There's all kinds of kind of cross training that you could do where eventually we know that the girls won't be on parallel bars when they get to be a certain age. We know the boys won't be on the beam when they get to be a certain age. But, you know, to introduce them to those different events can be really beneficial and it can be really fun because it's different for them. So when you are finding the person who is developing the curriculum, it needs to be somebody with a lot of experience, a broad gymnastics coaching experience, and preferably somebody who has a really good understanding of the skills and how to teach 
team because you want to make sure that you are creating a program that can build a good, strong, basic gymnastics skill set so they can later on have the potential to move into a team setting. If you are developing the preschool programming at your gym and you don't have experience working with team or a lot of experience working with team, I would ask to sit down with the team director and ask them what are skills that you're looking for if you were to create a developmental team, uh, a group of kids, four, five, six years old, that's in that developmental team stage, what would you be looking for? And have them list three or four skills on every event, ask the, the male coach or the boys, the coaches who coach the girls and find out what they're looking for. And then you can start to develop those and insert those those skills or drills for those skills into your curriculum. So for example, when you're looking at basic strength that a team coach usually looks for, a chin-up or a pull-up, hanging on the bar, those are things right off the bat that they're going to be looking for. So you can develop those type of skills or that type of work into your curriculum. So you can have those kids jump up to a chin hang and hold for three to five seconds. You can have them hang for a certain amount of time with a long hang, just working on building the endurance in their grip. There's a lot of ways that you can incorporate drills and skills for those things that are very valuable to a potential pre-team or developmental team coach. There are other ways besides creating the curriculum yourself. You can outsource. There are a lot of great programs out there where you can actually pay for somebody else to develop the programming for you specific to the equipment that you have and the space that you have. So I would absolutely investigate in those programs and I will leave a link in the show notes that suggest a couple of those services that are provided. After you have developed the skill set that you want for your program, you have to decide how you're going to test these skills. I personally would usually test my preschoolers every quarter, every three months, and I would do it a little different than I would do for the recreational groups, like the boys and girls rec classes, the five and ups, they usually would be tested every month. And the last gym I was at, we had little iPads and everything was done electronically through the parent portal. So we'd have all of the skills on every event listed online and the coaches would log in on their app and they would be able to check off those skills as they're passed. And then we usually did that testing the last full week of every month. As you are inserting those and hitting enter, the parents are receiving emails in real time that your child just passed these skills on vault or these skills on bars. And that was a great, efficient way for us to be able to test those boys and girls or rec kids. For my preschoolers, however, I wanted to make it a little bit more specific to them because the little ones love receiving something. So I would actually create a little report card that had all the skills and all the events. And every quarter, I would have all the coaches do testing and they would retest all the skills and they would either put little stamps to mark if they passed a skill or maybe we'd have little stars and then put little stickers on the report card. There's a little space for us to write off any other memo like this person has really improved on their strength. You can see that in their bar work. And then at the end of class, we would hand all of those report cards to the kids and they would get very excited and they'd be super excited to show their parents after class. So be able to create something that they can actually hold and show and something that the parents can see and maybe even place up on the refrigerator or someplace in the house to kind of show 
hey, this is what you did and be excited about that and kind of celebrate it. That's really fun for the. So then make sure that you are also keeping track of what you're testing. So if you're giving them a piece of paper, you're either creating a copy of that or you're still keeping track of it online somewhere. So later on, you can go back and kind of check what's been happening the last couple of quarters and you can see if someone's kind of getting stuck. If you don't keep track of that, then you're not going to be able to remember amongst all the kids that you coach. It just, it can become very confusing and it's a lot for you to keep up with. So make sure that you're keeping records. After we have set our skill set and we have decided how we're going to test these kids, we then need to decide who is coaching our classes. And this goes back to, are you choosing people that have a a high education level, a high experience level coaching gymnastics. It can't be just at the preschool level. It needs to be a higher level than that with a real understanding of really what these kids are working towards. And when a parent comes up to me and asks me, why are you doing this specific skill or what is this specific thing working toward? I can give them an, we do this because later on this skill will turn into this skill. And I kind of just lay out Whatever their question is, I lay out an answer that's going to show them the progression and why we do it and why it's beneficial later on. If you have somebody who's coaching preschool and they don't know what's coming later on, they don't have an understanding of what these skills are turning into, then the answer that they try to give the parent, if any, is not going to be satisfying. And it's going to really show through and the parent will see that this coach doesn't necessarily have a good understanding of what's coming later or what these children are working for. So if you're an owner, I am begging you to make sure that you really take the time to invest in your program by getting coaches who are educated, paying people the money that they deserve to be there. Or I would have my team coaches required to coach one rec class, maybe one preschool class a week. I know a lot of team coaches do not like this idea. And when I owned my gym, I did make all my team coaches, it was required that they do one rec class. And ultimately, those classes, that one class a week that those team coaches would coach were always the most popular because all the parents wanted their kids to be in you know, this coach's class because they're a team coach. They coach the upper level boys, the upper level girls. The kids were always excited like, oh, I get to be with this coach. It, it creates a, a and really great excitement level in your gym. And I believe it's beneficial for those team coaches as well, because they then realize and will always continue to know what it's like to be with a rec class. So often team coaches kind of have this like mentality. I'm over, I'm, I'm better than this, this level. I don't need to go back down to coaching this. Or I've heard team coaches say, I can't teach preschool. I don't have the patience level. That's really concerning to me because if you have a team coach who says that they don't have the patience level to coach front rolls or back rolls for five-year-olds, four-year-olds, then how are they going to react when one of their high-level kids has a mental block with something or is having trouble learning something? It, it's going to be correlated in that they don't have the patience to work with a basic skill level. When it comes to those higher level skill levels, I do believe that they're going to struggle with dealing properly with that gymnast. So that's really concerning to me. Now, if a team coach just says, I just don't enjoy working with that level, 
then I can understand that maybe they'd rather always work with high level gymnasts, but it, it is really important, at least to me, that those higher level coaches continue to remember what it's like to coach the rec, the rec kids, because they will be more patient with the other rec classes, the rec coaches. They will continue to have an understanding of what it's like to be in that position and you just have more empathy for them. And I feel like it's just great overall for the program if you can get those team coaches to coach a preschool or a rec class. Now, a lot of them will say, I don't have time to do that. I have a group of 20 kids. Yes, if you have a group of 20 kids, then you at least have one more coach helping you. And during your warm-up time, which is usually like 45 minutes to an hour, there's usually one coach who's working really diligently on correcting positions when they stretch and when they're conditioning. And you have the second coach who's usually playing with everybody or wasting time or eating on the side. So don't say that you don't have time because one coach could be warming up a group of kids while that other coach is doing their rec class. And the next day, you guys could switch places. So it absolutely can work because it did work for me. And I would just take that as a suggestion. If you're really trying to increase the productivity and the quality of your preschool program, get your team coaches to start coaching one class a week. And I guarantee attitudes will change. And I guarantee that program will, it will get better because those team coaches will be like, oh, you know what? There's a lot of improvements that can be made. And also those team coaches get the opportunity to see the kids who are really talented and like, oh, I now have an eye on all the talent pool that's coming through these classes. And they're going to be much more excited about getting the program set to where it's going to set those kids up for success at creating specific skill sets for them to learn. All right. So we have our curriculum created. We have our skills testing set up. We have the coaches who are going to coach the classes. Let's talk about how we are setting up for our rotations. For a lot of preschool classes, they're going to be anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. I think that's pretty typical. Usually, the way that I would set it up is I would have three different preschool class levels. The first two are 45 minutes. And then that third level is usually for the kids who are under the age to be able to go to a all boys or all girls class. And specifically the last gym that I worked at, three and four year olds were in our preschool program. Once they turned five, they aged out into an either boys level one or a girls level one, or maybe they would even move up to a girls level two right away, depending on their skill set. But if they were four and it was still nine months before they turned five, I would not let them move into a girls class, though they had all the skills passed. So we created a third level and it was an hour-long class, so then it got those kids used to being in the gym 15 minutes longer, and we did all the same skills that a girls level one and some of the skills from a girls level two would do, but we did it on all the preschool equipment. So those kids were working on back bends up an incline mat. They were working on their pullovers without any assistance. They were working on rope climbing three feet up the rope. The skills that they would be working on with that other class, but they were still on the preschool side because, again, mo many of them are very small and they should be on that smaller equipment. But the parents knew that they weren't being held back skill-wise just because they weren't age-ready to move up to the next level. So that was a great way for me to keep those kids in the program versus losing them or a parent getting frustrated because their child is in a class where they just like, my kid can do all this stuff. Why aren't you moving them up? 
But real in reality, if you have a very small four-year-old that just turned four, they really shouldn't be with a bunch of five to eight-year-olds, five to nine-year-olds. Just developmentally, they're not ready, though they could hang with them. Like it, it's better if they can stay in the appropriate area and the appropriate size equipment for their safety and just for their learning. And then when they age up to the five-year-old group, they're either ready to maybe go on a developmental team or go right to girls level two. And I've had kids do that a lot. So making sure that as we set up our stations, you're remembering the key rule that you should never have more stations than their age. So if you're working with three and four-year-olds and you're setting up a floor station, you should have three to four places for them to go in that circuit and no more than that. Because developmentally, they have not grasp the idea or learned how to go from more than three or four stations in a row. And many times those three or four year olds, you'll have like a square kind of pattern set up where they'll go from a back roll. And then the next station is going to be a cartwheel or cartwheel drill. The next station is maybe a motor school. And the next station is like whatever you're doing, but it's clearly set up to be in order in like a square pattern, but they'll do one station and then they'll go, where do I go? And for everybody else that's looking at it, it's quite clear that they should just be following, you know, the line that you've drawn on the floor. Maybe you have like little preschool arrows on the carpet that follow them, but they have not learned sequencing yet. So just make sure that when you're setting up these stations, you're keeping that three to four station rule per per circuit to allow for them to not get overly stimulated and get super confused. And as I see the kids start to understand sequencing, then you know, like, okay, like it, processing their learning, they're going through those stages of, okay, I've gone from not understanding where to go, but now I clearly can follow the directions on the patterning. And that's really cool whenever someone kind of makes that, that, that correlation. It's exciting for me to see. Also, things that you want to do to keep the attention of those kids, lots of colors. So trying to use as many bright colors in mats that you have or any other like things that you have, like as far as cones or balls, making sure that you're continually to use some kind of motor skill station where they're throwing things or rolling things or catching things is also great. I think one of the things that I've heard in the past is trying to set up like a vault station for the preschoolers can be frustrating. And it can be, you know, like when you're setting up a vault station, there's usually not four things for people to do, or sometimes you don't have the space, but working on your skipping, on your hopping, on your just bouncing two feet onto a board, a lot of freezes, and just give them an area, the longest area you can give them to just run as fast as they can to get used to running. And if you have like the Velcro lines that you can create a straight line, or if it's okay for you to draw chalk on the carpet, you notice that if they have a kind of a longer runway that when they start running, rarely do they run straight. It's like from side to side, like they just had a couple of cocktails. And that, again, is just something that they'll have to learn as they grow older and the developmental process um, continues to grow. They'll be able to start running in a straight line. But really having a good understanding of, of how to set up your stations to allow for a lot of fun, but maximum um, learning. As we kind of go through this list of things, hopefully you're checking off in your, in your head, okay, at our program, we're doing this, or my child goes to this program, okay, they're doing that, I can see that they're doing this, and you're getting a good idea of, you know, of whether or not the gymnastics facility that you're involved in is kind of following these lists of suggestions. 
Number one thing is a preschool class should be a lot of fun. So you need somebody who has a lot of energy and has a lot of animation and who's not afraid to look stupid. I am absolutely not afraid to get down on the ground and bark like a dog if that's what's going to make them happy. I want them to understand that I am a friendly presence. So when they come into class, I want to be super welcoming and I want to use like a big voice, but not too big because I don't want to scare anybody. I have a lot of animation in my face as well. So I think that there is a, a specific personality that thrives in a preschool setting. You know, not all coaches who coach preschool are going to be like that, but I think the most successful ones probably are. And at the end of the day, these kids should be having fun while learning and the parents should see that, okay, my kids are making progress. They have a teacher who is respectful and patient and is able to explain what we're doing in the classes. And this moves on to my final suggestion on what you, know, you need to have a successful preschool class. And that would be to make sure that you are continuing to give feedback to the parents. Always kind of letting them know where everyone's at. Don't just wait till the, the week that you're doing your testing. Continue to you know give observations. Continue to kind of let them know, hey, this week, everybody, they did great. They were following the line, which they don't usually do. This week, we had a breakthrough where everybody was able to do this or go up to a specific parent. Today, I really noticed that your child was listening better than ever. Kind of pick the brain of the parent. Is there anything specific that maybe might have accounted for this? Or even if like they had a, a not so good day. Hey, today I noticed that um, your child was having a hard time listening and concentrating. Was there something that happened before class? Maybe they're tired. And using that as a way to kind of find out, find patterning of, of things that might have happened. And it makes the parent then understand, okay, like they didn't do very good in gymnastics today. And I did have them wake up and eat ice cream. Maybe that's not the best idea. So continuing to have that dialogue with parents and continuing to grow a relationship with the families is super important to building trust in your program. I hope that I gave you guys great suggestions for how to develop a really strong preschool program. I love coaching preschool. It is my absolute favorite. And I know a lot of people cringe when I say that because they enjoy working with the higher level kids more, but there's nothing better than working with these young kids and seeing the excitement. They have an excitement level like un, uh, no other child in, in the gym, for sure. They're going to come in and if they learn something that they've been working on and struggling on, they get super excited, which makes me excited. And I will say that the preschoolers in your program are some of the most important gymnast members that you have, because you have the opportunity of cultivating a group of people who could be with you potentially for a very long time. You have kids that can start in a preschool program, maybe even a parent taught when they're 18 months and they grow through the preschool into rec and then into team. And if you've coached at a certain place long enough, there's a potential that you've coached kids 10 plus years. And then as they grow out of the sport into something else, hopefully your relationship continues to blossom. I have several former athletes that I've taught from preschool level up until team level, and now they're adults, and the relationships that we have, just like family. And it's always nice to be able to reconnect with them and know that I had a specific part in their gymnastics journey. And then also things, important things that they learned as a young person that they were able to carry through with school and as adult life when they go to the workplace and they understand that hard work is really the only way to success. 
I just find working with these young kids creates such an opportunity for long lasting relationships. And I absolutely adore working with them. And I hope you do too. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, please make sure that you message me. You can find me on all the socials. I am JR the Gymnastics Coach on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can look me up on YouTube, same name, JR the Gymnastics Coach. And if you like this podcast, please rate and subscribe, share it with all your gymnastics friends and family. And I hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl this weekend. I am going to be rooting for the Chiefs. Go team Taylor Swift. I hope you all will see me back next week for another episode of Podcast Handstand. And until then, have a great weekend.